Morning prayer begins on page four. Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Continuing on page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459 for the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of his, our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 125 and 126 begin on page 504. They that put their trust in the Lord shall be even as the Mount Sion, which may not be removed, but standeth fast forever. The hills stand about Jerusalem. Even so standeth the Lord round about his people, from this time forth forevermore. For the scepter of the ungodly shall not abide upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put their hand into wickedness. Do well, O Lord, unto those that are good and true of heart. As for such as turn back unto their own wickedness, the Lord shall lead them forth with the evildoers, but peace shall be upon Israel. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Sion, then were we like unto them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with joy. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. Yea, the Lord hath done great things for us already, whereof we rejoice. Turn our captivity, O Lord, as the rivers in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that now goeth on his way weeping, and beareth forth good seed, shall doubtless come again with joy, and bring his sheaves with him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the second book of Kings. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan, and let every man take a beam from there, and let us make a place where we will dwell. 
So he answered, Go. Then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made the iron float. Therefore he said, Pick it up for your said, for yourself. So he reached out with his hands and took it. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Now Elisha said to them, This is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. So it was, when they had come to Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw. Now there they were inside Samaria. And when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? But he answered, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? Set food and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then he prepared a great feast for them, and after they ate and drank, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bands of Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. And it happened after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army, and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for eighty shekels of silver, and one-fourth of a cab of dove droppings for five shekels of silver.
Then, as the king of Israel was passing by on a wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? From the threshing floor or from the winepress? Then the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give me your son, that we may eat him, eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her on the next day, Give me your son, that we may eat him. But she has hidden her son. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the woman that he tore his clothes, and as he passed by on the wall the people looked, and there underneath he had sackcloth on his body, and he said, God do so to me and more also, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. But Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him, and the king sent a man ahead of him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see how, he, how this son of a murderer has sent someone to take away my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he was still talking with them, there was the messenger coming down to him. And then the king said, Surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth verse of the fourth chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to Timothy. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished with the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. But reject profane and old wives' fables, and exercise yourself toward godliness. For the bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that is now, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, for to this end we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. These things command and teach. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, and in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. 
Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus, the first four stanzas. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty and most merciful God, of thy bountiful goodness keep us, we beseech thee, from all things that may hurt us, that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things which thou commandest through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, and all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our uh, lesson from Kings, it's interesting to reflect just on the ministries of Elijah and now his successor, Elisha, that um, in many ways, the, the two of them hearken most to sort of the New Testament ministry of Jesus because they have these various miracles. Both of them um, raise the dead like Jesus does. Um, 
and this miracle with the axe head. <clears throat> so there's sort of eight, this sort of we're, we're dealing now about the 800s BC, and it, it, you know, and, and their their um, ministry is to root out the sort of Baal cult in the northern kingdom of Israel, which um, will happen eventually as we move along our narrative. But just the kind of miracles we see in that particular setting of Elijah and Elisha really are are, are sort of foreshadowing of some of the things that Jesus does. I think the the wonderful or notable passage is this where, you know, the um, Syrians send soldiers to to conquer or to <clears throat> take uh, Elisha captive. And Elisha is aware of the spiritual forces that are with him. And he, you know, has, you know, prays that the eyes of his servants will be open to see. Um, and this is a perspective on the spiritual life. We don't realize as we as fight the spiritual life that we have all sorts of resources supporting us as we fight the right battle. But we have to understand what the battle is, that the all the chariots and all, all these spiritual forces supporting Elisha are, are with him in the spiritual battle for what is right and good. And it's interesting in the, this chapter where the king of Israel is mad, you know, I'm going to cut Elisha's head off, as though the famine and all the things that are going on are a result of something Elisha has done. Um, in fact, we're, we've been told from this whole narrative, it's a reason that Kings is, is in the Jewish tradition of prophetic book, is that all of this is happening because Israel has given itself over to idol worship. There are idols at Dan and Bethel, there's rampant idolatry, and the result is this is results in a lack of prosperity for the nation. And Elisha is the prophet who, a prophet who confronts this and highlights it and calls to repent. They don't want to, therefore they blame Elisha. And this is kind of the way even in the world today where the disorder is really the human disorder of sin that does not put God first in worship. And out of that uh, exalting of God, therefore it doesn't uh, practice love towards those made in God's image in a just and right way. And we don't want to face our own disorder. We're going to blame God. And, and uh, so we see that kind of indicated here. <clears throat> but to, to kind of tie the lessons together, then, you know, these, spir these spiritual forces that support Elisha also support us as we fight the spiritual battle. They're not going to deliver us from every difficulty. Our our challenge is to be faithful through all the difficulties, not to get sidetracked and to, to focus on the spiritual life. And this is where you know, St. Paul exhorts Timothy uh, to, you know, to um, focus on reading and exhortation and doctrine and not to neglect the gift that is within you. Daily practice of life within all the you know, things we face a challenge it's always the, the temptation to get distracted into something in the world and get away from our own vocation to, you know, to do God's will in the particular way we're called to do it in our lives. And, and that's faithfulness and, you know, the whole idea of reading and exhortation and doctrine to remind ourselves what story we're living in and then not neglecting the gift that's in us, we know through baptism, we've been given the gift of the spirit. We each have unique kinds of gifts that we can offer to focus on doing that and to know that, that as we do that, we have uh, you know, spiritual hosts supporting us in our, in our efforts to be faithful you know, as we represent the kingdom as witnesses in the world that is, is not um, 
you know, that is in many ways is opposed to the kingdom. We're called to be witnesses like Elijah in, in the world. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Continuing with the general thanksgiving together. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Really good to be with you this morning. Thank you, Chris and Robert and Bishop, for your direction and teaching. And thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, kiddos. Have a good, one. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Bye.